0: Welcome to this week's podcast, The Forgotten Jesus. We are so excited. My name is TJ. I'm filling in for Andrew Bolton here with Pastor Robbie and his incredible wife, Candy. Don't forget to leave a review, place a comment, or if you're watching on YouTube, you can uh, hit subscribe or like. Uh, We would love for you to do that. Share it with a friend so that they can see this. Yep. Yep. Pastor Robbie, where are we going this week?
1: Yeah, well, thanks for joining us and filling in for Andrew Bolton, who was yeah, out fill, uh, for a couple <laughs> weeks, but that's okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's
2: out for
1: a couple uh, weeks? Uh, maybe, one. maybe. Uh, one or two weeks, but uh, we're glad to have you here. Glad. Yeah, you're here. Today, to we're we trying started. to make it through Matthew, uh, <laughs> chapter one, verse one, is what we're trying <laughs> to do. Chapter one, verse one, yeah. yeah. No, sorry. we actually are going to get through, uh, we're almost done with the genealogy, but there are two insights left that I think... Uh, are pretty exciting and tantalizing, to say the least, for us. And the first one is just kind of a recap, okay? So why a genealogy right out the gate in the book of Matthew? Why start a gospel? Why start the New Testament with a genealogy?
0: I'm going to guess there's a story to tell.
1: Mm, interesting. I would, I would say yes. What, and what I'm relying
0: think? on you to tell me that story. Yeah, that's good. <laughs>
1: Candy, why would you start with a genealogy?
2: Well, there's a point to make.
1: Yes, he's trying to make a point, okay? He's trying to make a point, and what we're going to see in a moment is it's not the point you thought he has been making. And uh, I, I and, and again, I don't know if this is certain, okay? So let me just say right out the gate. <laughs> This is what I believe based on what I've studied, and it makes sense. And I'll let you decide if this is what you want to believe. Okay, but, the, but but again, at the end of the day, you have to answer for why you believe what you believe, and you have to have a belief. So we started last week and the week before with showing that Matthew includes women, which were not common in a genealogy. It wasn't. It wasn't. Unique or odd, because there are genealogies in scripture that have women, but it was not common, particularly when you're talking about the King, Messiah, Jesus' genealogy, and yet Matthew puts women. Not only does he insert women, he inserts women with certain kinds of past, remember? Yes. Okay, what were the common things with these women?
2: Well, they weren't Jews.
1: They weren't Jewish, number two.
2: A sinful background?
1: One, they were, yeah. One, they were women. Two, they were non Jewish. And number three is they had a checkered past, a checkered. sinful past. And, and a lot of it, all of them really, it, are connected to immorality sexually. Right. Sexual immorality. And we talked about well, what.
2: Ruth wasn't.
1: No, but she's from the Moabite tribe, remember? And they were no, no, ancestral. No, yeah, so they had a connection to sexual immorality. Connection. Okay. Not necessarily so not personally, but in it. there was a
2: connection. Somehow.
1: Yes, good clarification. Yeah, a connection there to it. Why would Matthew do that? Matthew is trying to build the case that Mary, the fifth woman in this lineage of of Jesus, remember there were questions about the birth of Jesus. There were questions about the betrothal process. There were questions if she engaged in sexual activity before marriage. And my case is that cloud was over their head all the way up until Jesus was an adult. I think when the crowd ask in Luke chapter four, isn't this the carpenter's son? They know the cloud. They know the background of Joseph. And that's gonna lead into my point about they know Joseph's genealogy and they know Jesus based on Joseph's genealogy is disqualified from being through the lineage to be a Messiah. Hmm. That's the case I'm about to make for you. Okay. Wow. And it's an interesting case from scripture. Okay. So, first of all, we see women checkered past. The second reason Matthew starts with the genealogy through the lineage of David, I mean, through the lineage of Joseph, okay, David, Joseph, is to get the elephant out of the room or, or to identify the elephant in the room, which the elephant in the room is the people in Jesus' hometown, Galilee, Nazareth, knew that Joseph was not qualified to be his father through the lineage of David. Now, the question is how? How do I know that? Because it looks like in the text, it says, you know, David fathered Uriah, his wife Solomon, Rehoboam, and then it goes down. The problem is called the Jeconiah problem. That's the problem. Never heard of it. Never heard of Jeconiah? I
0: haven't.
1: Okay. It's called the Jeconiah problem. Okay, to be king... Messiah, to be Messiah, okay, let's back up. To be Messiah, there had to be two qualifications you had to meet, okay? Okay. Two qualifications. Do you know what the first one is?
0: Lineage of David?
1: Lineage of David, okay. And what is the other one? Not through the lineage of Jeconiah. Oh,
0: wow.
1: Which is one of the sons. Okay, so there's two qualifications that have to be met. You have to be of the lineage of David, but you cannot be of the lineage of Jeconiah. Now, why is that important? Go with me, Candy, if you have a Bible. Go with me to Jeremiah 22, okay?
2: 22.
1: Here's where the answer is hidden. Hmm. Jeremiah 22, okay? Yep, we're getting
2: there. We're gonna go
1: to verse 24, Jeremiah 22:24. You ready? Yes,
2: As I live, this is the Lord's declaration. Though you, Coniah, son of Jehoiakim. Coniah,
1: Jeconiah, okay. Jeconiah, Coniah, same guy.
2: Okay, son of Jehoiakim, the king of Judah, were a signet ring on my right hand, I would tear you from it.
1: Okay, that doesn't sound good to start, by the way. If you were a signet ring, a ring that I was implanting on documents for an authorization of who I am, I would rip you from my hand. This is uh, God's talking, by the way. Keep going.
2: In fact, I will hand you over to those you dread who intend to take your life to Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon and the Chaldeans. I will hurl you and the mother who gave birth to you into another land where neither of you were born and there you will both die. Mm. They will never return to the land they long to return to. Keep going.
1: Keep going, keep going.
2: Is this man, Jeconiah, a despised, shattered pot, a jar no one wants? Mm. Why are he and his descendants hurled out and cast into a land they have not known? Earth, 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 hear the word of the Lord.
1: Okay, that's important. In the scripture, let me just pause there. In the scripture, when God wants to emphasize or the Bible writers want to emphasize a point, they don't have the use of italics or quotations or parentheses or... Uh, bold or underline what they do is they have the language and they use the language in a literary way to prove a point so whenever there's a doublet of the word a doublet it, a doublet that's what it's technically a doublet. <laughs> <laughs> did you ever heard that before never never okay. you heard that tj I've never heard that before. have you heard that anybody vivian
2: Wrong. meaning you said the same thing twice
1: a doublet yeah not to be confused with a triplet <laughs> Okay, but a doublet. I got you. Okay, a twin. Okay, let's just call it a twin. If there's a twin, twinning of the word, double of the word, then it's very, very important.
2: Important. Truly,
1: truly. Yeah, exactly. Verily, 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 verily I say unto you. Okay, when Jesus says that. When there's a tripling of the word or a triplet, it is like important, important times infinity to infinity and beyond. Okay, it is very important. You have an example? I have an example. Do you?
2: I don't. Ooh. We just
1: read one. Well, there's one. Well, give me another one. Just pop quiz. Give me one more example where we see a tripling of a word, and it's actually it's actually like this word to infinity important.
0: Old Testament or New Testament?
1: Old Testament. If you're listening, see if you can figure it out. Uh, I, I, I'll bring it closer. It's in, a, it's in the mouth of a prophet. Is it Isaiah? It's Isaiah. Or it's in the book of a prophet, Isaiah. When the angels cry,
2: Isaiah. Holy, holy, holy. Yes, oh, yeah, Isaiah yeah.
1: six, Isaiah yeah. six. Robert's <laughs> hanging on the edge of his seat. He knew it. Holy, <laughs>
2: that's that. Is that Kaddosh, the only one? Kadosh, Kadosh, Kadosh. Earth, Earth,
1: Earth. Uh, that's a good question. I don't know. Robert, there's Robert, not that many up. that re- are there. You other times besides Holy, Holy, Holy and Earth, Earth, Earth. The point I'm trying to make is when God says Earth, 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 He is making a promise with the Earth. Basically, He's making a promise for all mankind. This is a done deal. There's no turning back. This is done. It's a big deal what I'm doing here. Let's keep reading the promise. I want you to see what happens, okay?
2: Still in Jeremiah.
1: Still in Jeremiah.
2: Okay, um, we're at verse 30? Yep, keep going. Okay. This is what the Lord says. Record this man as childless, a man who will not be successful in his lifetime. None of his descendants will succeed in sitting on the throne of David or ruling again in Judah.
1: mm. Okay, that's a pretty big deal here. Okay, here's what he's saying. Record this man as childless, a man who... Will, so what he's saying is he can have all the children he wants, but it's as if he is childless in the genealogy of the Messiah. Okay, Jeconiah, he can have kids, but in his lifetime and for every lifetime after that, none of his descendants... Read this, this is the Bible here. None of his descendants, verse 30, well, what?
2: So... Why is Jeconiah such a bad guy? Yeah, that's what I was wondering.
1: Okay, because God made a promise that um, no one after him, and basically that's a good question. I I don't understand all of the Jeconiah issue other than he was not supposed to sit on the throne from that lineage, okay? I I can't, I don't know for sure if he, I need to probably look this up. So kind of like a
2: Jacob
1: and Esau situation? Yeah, yeah, probably so. God chose Jacob, he didn't choose Esau. Why is that? You know the firstborn over the, that thats just the way it was. The point is, we can look that up. But the point is, God has said, "You will not be of the lineage of the Messiah." Period. Okay. Now, one of the things about Nazareth, and we said this before, the people of Nazareth kept copious records of messiahship. Okay, the reason they kept copious of their lineage because they believe the Messiah would come through them. Nazareth is from the promise from the Messiah will come from the shoot of Jesse. Okay, remember this? Yeah. Jeremiah, the, promise, the, 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 the prophet will come from the shoot of Jesse, the Messiah. Shoot in Hebrew is the word netzer, netzer. where we get netzereth, connected. And some people call Nazareth Jokeling, we say Shootville or Branchtown, <laughs> right? Because that's they thought they knew. Not so nice, everybody, though. well, no, it was, a, it was a, an endearing term because you could have been of the Messiah's lineage, right? So everybody knew TJ's great, 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 great grandfather was King David, not of the lineage of Jeconiah, but they knew Robbie's great, 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 great grandfather was J- David, but I have an uncle or I have a great, a great, great grandfather that was Jeconiah, so I'm out. Everybody knew at all time, right? You're on, you're off, right? So everybody knew this. That's the elephant in the room for the genealogy of Joseph. Everybody knew and was discounting Jesus as the Messiah because they believed and knew that Joseph was his father. And if Joseph was his father, there is no way he can occupy the throne of David. Now, why is that important? Well, Arnold Frichtenbaum, who's the one who proposed this idea, he's a Jewish scholar, uh, graduate of DTS. By the way, if you're not listening to his... um Series of theology and teachings, great uh, insight. Robert, we can put that in the show notes. Ariel.org is the website. He says, the reason Matthew begins the genealogy with Joseph is because he wants to get the elephant out the room that this man is the son of of Joseph the carpenter who is not of the genealogy of Jesus. So in a sense, what Matthew's doing is this. Let me summarize it. Hmm. Matthew is saying, listen, you know and we know that Joseph is not from the lineage of an endorsed member of the house of David. We all know that, but here's the, here's the reality. Jesus is not of Joseph at all. In fact, Jesus is born of who? Mary. Now, how do I know that? You're going to love this, okay? I want you to see something in the Greek that's interesting, and you will not get this in English, okay? In Greek, there is something called a definite article, Okay. The definite article, in English we don't have this, but if you want to say like a proper name or a proper person or a proper thing, you put the word the... O, in, in Greek, it's like OSA Aminetti UC, if you remember Greek, if anybody listened. Greek, I don't. O-S-A, <laughs> OSA These are the definite articles. Anybody remember these? I don't see how you recall that. I, know. Know, I don't know how honestly, I, that just rolled off time. I, <laughs> even, I hadn't taken that in years, but OSA Aminetti. Those are the definite articles, okay? So you would put them in front of proper names. So instead of saying candy is the mother of rig, you would say in Greek, the candy is the mother of the rig. Okay, Okay. just follow me here. So the definite article basically shows you are connected. Okay. right? It's importance, okay? That's basically what happens. When you look at the lineage of Jesus, Mm -hmm. okay, every name in here in Greek has a definite. Now, another thing you have too is you have the definite article and you have masculine feminine, okay? okay? So basically you have... The 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 definite and the word can be connected masculine, feminine. Okay, Mm -hmm. so let's read. I want you to read um, verse uh, sixteen. Just read sixteen, and I'll show you what's happening.
2: Okay, of the of Matthew one. Yes. Okay, and Jacob fathered Joseph, the husband of Mary, who gave birth to Jesus, who was called the Messiah.
1: Yep. Okay. The Greek word who, who, who is modifying who, the person who gave birth to Jesus, is it masculine or feminine, okay? Because the, the words masculine, feminine, modify what they're explaining, okay. okay? So in Greek, the word who gave birth to Jesus, masculine or feminine?
2: Well, Mary gave birth.
1: Yes, it's feminine, okay? Secondly, in the genealogy, if you go to, go to Luke three for a minute, I'll show you Luke for a second. This is interesting. In Luke, um, three what? Luke has a genealogy. It's Luke chapter. Um,
2: is it three? Yeah, it is.
1: Yeah. Luke chapter three.
2: 23.
1: Yep. Uh Luke chapter 23. Okay. Read, read this genealogy. I'll show you just a comparative insight from Luke's genealogy. The whole thing? Just read the beginning part.
2: Okay. As he began his ministry, Jesus was about 30 years old and was thought to be the son of Joseph, the son of Eli, the son of Methot, the son of Levi, the son of Malki, the son of Janiah, okay. son of Joseph, yes. son of Matthias, Okay, son of Amos. So, so Luke's,
1: Luke's genealogy is different than Matthew's in this. Yep. Matthew we talked about has the Jeconiah problem identified. Luke doesn't even go there because Mary doesn't have a Jeconiah problem. If you follow the lineage of Mary, Mary is of the lineage of David without Jeconiah, so she's right, okay? Remember, Joseph's the stepfather of Jesus. He has nothing to do with Jesus other than he's there to help raise him uh, physically. Luke's gonna go and say, okay, we know Jesus is of Mary and she is of the genealogy of the Messiah, and he goes back all the way back to the beginning of Adam Okay, and he does it through the father. And you're probably saying, "How do we know this is Mary's genealogy?" The way they would give a woman's genealogy is by talking about the husbands. Okay, now here's what's fascinating. And Matthew, Matthew makes sure you know Joseph is not of uh, Jesus is not of Joseph because the definitive article says Joseph, but he's out. Who Mary? Who's the husband of Mary? Who gave birth to Jesus? So Joseph's out. So the definitive, I mean, not definitive, the modifying article is feminine, okay, follow me. And Luke, he uses the definite article. You're gonna love this. Every single name in this genealogy mm-hmm. has a definite article in front of it. The Adam, the Matai. Now forget the English, the English is confusing, okay? Every single one has the definite article, the jo- Joseph, the Methuselah, the Enoch, except one. Ooh. One man in the entire list does not, it just has Joseph. Hmm. To show, this is so awesome. In the Greek, in the Greek, Luke is giving us, in a, in a sense, an Easter egg, if you will. And by the way, there's so many Easter eggs in these genealogies, which Robert affectionately said, was not an Easter egg prior to Jesus? Maybe it was called a Passover egg. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, but basically, um, what? Okay, so here's what the here's what hmm. the two writers of the gospel are doing right out the gate. Matthew and Luke are both identifying. We understand what you guys know because you got to understand the townspeople are saying this is not the real guy. Why even follow this guy? He don't even have a dad that's of the lineage. And Matthew's like, No, we know that. Let's get the elephant out of the room. So if that's the case, here's the point I want to make that's going to ruffle people's feathers. And by the way, I've preached this so. I'm putting myself in this category. I have preached many sermons that have said, "Through the Matthew genealogy, isn't it cool that Jesus is of the lineage of a harlot?" You go back to Jesus's lineage, and you have uh, you have Rahab in it, and you go back through Jesus's lineage, which, in fact, Jesus is of Rahab. But but after after David, and you break off through the lineage you realize that the people in that lineage after that are not of Jesus, right? So in a sense, you have this disconnection of the lineage. And then the natural question becomes, then why in the world did Matthew include the lineage? Why did he take some time to do it? To prove what?
0: The virgin birth?
1: Yes, to prove the virgin birth. So you're probably saying, well, that's a lot of penmanship. That's a lot of ink wasted to prove that. No, he is proving That Mary has a checkered past. We know that people in Jesus' past had checkered past. But he's also proving we know. huh?
2: You said Mary had a checkered
1: past? Well, they're questioning Mary Mary as a checkered past because of the betrothal. And he's saying, you're questioning Mary? Well, guess what? God used people like Mary all through history. But you're questioning Joseph as Jeconiah? We're getting that out of the room to show you that Jesus has nothing to do with Joseph at all. Now, not discounting Joseph. God used him. But, uh, but that's an interesting insight. Now, let me show you something else. Matthew, this is going to r- really bother some people. Matthew actually skips over names in the genealogy. Did you know this?
0: I did not. What names does he skip?
1: He skips over three names that we know of for sure. There could be one more, but he skips over three names, okay? How do you know
2: that he skips he over He actually skips names? over four names. Where but- are the names at for us to know that they've been skipped over? Do you see what I'm saying?
1: I was going to give them to you. <laughs> oh,
2: good. Okay, good. Go ahead.
1: <laughs> I was actually going to give them to you right now. Uh, now, before I tell you the names, they're actually for them. Don't be alarmed by this because some of you are saying, what are you talking about? It's the Bible. I've missed the name. How could they do this? This is what some people think. I.e., candy sitting next to me. But, uh, but here's the point I'm trying to make. The point I'm trying to make is this. Matthew is not interested in a very Western Greek documentative um you know meticulous way of recording every single name in a genealogy. Remember, he's not here to prove in a sense a genealogy. In fact, he's gonna change some of the names in a minute we're gonna see. He's gonna change the names.
0: Why? The original audience would have like they would have known the genealogies anyway, correct? Like when he's they would speaking, have known
1: them. No, yeah. they would have known it. In fact I would say this is an interesting thing I was studying this morning. Matthew actually gets his genealogy from First Chronicles, and he mirrors the genealogy from First Chronicles perfectly, mm. except for the four names. Mm. Perfectly, it's actually the same genealogy, believe it or not. He just changes two names, and we'll get to that either in the next episode if we have time. Um, but I'll show you the two Easter egg names uh, next week. We'll talk about the Tanakh, the Torah, the Neviim, the Ketuvim, the, the 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 way, the prophets, or the writings, and the prophets. And I'm gonna show you how Matthew actually hides the Tanakh in the genealogy. Hmm. To show that Jesus, even in his birth and and past, it's the embodiment of the Bible. It's pretty interesting. We'll we'll get to that next week. But the point I wanna make here is- The four names. The four names, okay? Don't be alarmed by this. Why? Matthew is not writing to have a perfect orderly picture of, of the genea. Matthew is writing for a purpose. He's writing for a theme. And his theme in writing these names in the genealogy has nothing to do really with the name, so to speak, as much as it has to do with the numbers of the names. Okay? Because Matthew tells us at the end, look at this, Candy, real quick. Read this so you see what I'm talking about. Go to the end of Matthew one, and I want you to read verse 17. Watch this.
2: So all the generations from Abraham to David were 14 generations, and okay. from David until the exile to Babylon, 14 generations, and from the exile to Babylon until the Messiah, 14 generations.
1: Okay, now that's technically not true or technically not accurate because I'm gonna show you it's not accurate, but that doesn't bother Matthew, why? Because he's trying to prove a point with the genealogy. Matthew's trying to get to the number 14 times three. Why? Why? Let me take it a step further. He's trying to get the number seven times six. Forget 14. Let's go to seven. He's trying to show you that the number seven exists in this list of names six times. Correct. I six think I know where you're going. Oh, yeah. This is awesome. Six times. The number seven is seven names are found repeated, seven different names, six times. Correct. Okay. Because why? Do you remember this? I think so. TJ, go for it.
0: Well, he stops at six because seventh would have been the, the final, which is Jesus.
1: The number of completion. The number of completion. completion. Not perfection. Remember, seven is not yep. perfection. Completion. completion. Yep. Okay, watch this. So he's trying to show us the first group of the first group of names in chapter one, two through six. The first group of names is seven. Okay. Then you have in that same section the second grouping, which is seven. So then you have two. Okay. The third, third grouping fourth, you have fourth, seven. Fifth six. Fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh. Okay. You stop at sixth. When the people understand, they understand, that's not said, way. when the peop- <laughs> people, under- say it. people understand, uh, okay. yeah. people understand, if you're watching, you know what's going on. It, it, people understand that the number six is incomplete. Something is lacking. In fact, the number of six speaks work because six days of the week, you what? You work. work. Mm-hmm. On the seventh day of the week, what do you do? You rest. you rest, you Sabbath rest or peace anyway. or shalom. Okay, watch this. Matthew has no problem leaving out four names and the names are found in verse eight. Eight. Okay. Oh, Matthew? Matthew eight. Okay. Chapter one, verse eight. Joram fathered Uzziah. Wait, and, you,
2: you didn't start at the beginning
1: of eight? No, no I'm at the end of eight,
2: sorry. Okay. At the end of
1: eight. You, you, okay, it's in this verse here, okay? He skips three or four generations. Azazah, Althaliah. Jehoash and Amaziah. These are the four names. You can look at them in the genealogy. You can look at, I think it's in 1 Chronicles is the record of them, okay? Those three or four, depending on how you pronounce or spell the name. He skips four generations, which for him is not a big deal. Why? Because remember, he's proving a theme. Okay. You gotta think, and for some people, you're like, really, the... Disturbed by them. I don't understand this. This doesn't make any sense. You have to put your mind into the way they thought and the purpose they're writing for. Okay. Mm-hmm. The, another thing that, that really shocks people is the Jewish culture has no problem telling a story, a real factual story out of order. They have no problem with this. Mm-hmm. Their brains don't have a problem. For example, we could say, Candy did the podcast, then drove to the church in the rain. And then after that, she brought the boys to school. Now we know that's factually wrong because it's reverse. You brought the boys to school, you drove in the rain, you came here and we're doing the podcast. But the Jewish mind has no problem with that. Why? Because the point of the story is that Candy did certain things and they're okay with that. Mm-hmm. We hear that, and we say, "But that's not how it works." You don't understand. You're telling them they don't have a problem with that. They are okay with the apparent paradoxes in, in the text. They're okay with tension in the story. They're okay with mystery in the Bible. Mm-hmm. We have a problem with mystery. We like to know answers. Mm-hmm. They don't have a problem mm-hmm. with that. Okay, so the four names, three four names are omitted because he's trying to get to the number seven, six sevens. First seven names, second seven names, third seven names, four, seven, fifth, six. All right, watch this. Jesus Christ begins. I was going to say, you did again. I did it again. Did seven, I, did seven, again. Seven. I don't know why I'm counting wrong. Okay. I'm counting wrong today. Okay, watch this. Jesus begins, if you're watching, begins the first generation of the seven. seventh seven. seven. Now, why <laughs> Okay. Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me, me, I want you to feel the weight of this even more. What's interesting is after the burning and the destruction of the temple, after the destruction from the Romans in AD 70, most all of the records of genealogy were destroyed. Hmm. So the Jewish people to this day cannot go back and figure out if a future Messiah is ever of the lineage of David because it's gone. So, Put that as another exclamation point on the fact that, okay, they know the lineage. They know he's not of Jeconiah through Mary. They know he's not born of Joseph. And now he's the seventh, Matthew saying, he's the seventh. What is he teaching us? He's teaching us that now that Jesus comes, we can enter in Christ into Sabbath rest. Completion. Completion. Wow. Wholeness. Mm. Shalom. If we just read the genealogy and we read it from a Western American perspective, we miss all of these little insights that Matthew is trying to teach. But wait, there's more. Next week, you don't wanna miss. We will talk about the prophets, the writings, the Psalms, and the Torah embedded in the genealogy of Matthew. In fact, if you wanna get a jump start ahead, you could try to figure it out yourself.
0: Amazing, amazing. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you. Candy, Um, don't forget to like or subscribe or share this with a friend. Uh, Leave us a review. That'll help us out a lot. Don't miss next week's podcast, The Forgotten Jesus. See you there.